listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author and book devourer, Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, filmmaker and e-reader. This episode, we're answering a really big reader dilemma about what to do when you hate a book. And wow, do we have opinions or what? <laughs> but first, what are you reading, Bria? Um, I finished a graphic novel that just came out by my buddy Mark Bernardin called Adora and the Distance. Um, oh, it's great. Uh, the artist's name is Ariella Christentina, and it is great. It is a YA fantasy graphic novel about the adventures of a young woman of color named Adora who lives in this, like, fantasy world, and she goes on a quest of sorts, I would say, because there's something called the distance that is affecting her community, and she's the person who has to go and try to fight it. It's really cute. I would definitely suggest this for any of, if you have like a niece, a nephew, a child, this is a really great adventure graphic novel with a young woman of color at the center, which I will say I have not seen a lot of um, in in the fantasy side of things. Hmm. Um, It's wonderful. It's coming out. I think it's already out um, and uh, definitely worth picking up. What are you reading? Ho, ho, ho. What am I reading? I have a very big galley brag. Uh, I am reading an advanced review copy of Just Like Home by Sarah Gailey. All I really should have to tell you folks is that Sarah Gailey wrote a spooky house book. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was like, Sarah, did you write this for me? (laughs) (laughs) It is so good. Even though I shouldn't have to tell you more, I'm going to. It's about this woman and she has got a a call from her dying mother uh, that she's been estranged from for a really long time to come back home and kind of like be there when she dies and take care of the affairs. The only thing is this woman's father was a serial killer. (laughs) So uh, she has a lot of let's say complicated memories about this house and her family. And she comes back and she's really obviously reluctant to be back. And she finds out that this weird artist has moved into the guest house out back of their house and like is insisting that, you know, everything is fine and he's not doing anything weird, but he, she can kind of tell that he's sort of stripping her and her family's story for art. And she doesn't really feel great about that. Um, And creepy stuff starts happening and she is assuming that it's the artist, but maybe it's not. And it's really creepy. It's obviously just brilliant. Like everything that Sarah does, it's so creepy and like kind of Gothic and it's a Sarah Gailey creepy house book. Like what else could you ever want in life? Yeah. Uh, So that's just like home by Sarah Gailey. And mine is Adora and the distance by Mark Bernardin. So we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. Michael wrote in with a hot book tip. Wow, 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 wow hot, hot book tip. tip. Woo. I need a slide whistle so bad. <laughs> somebody, oh my God, somebody please put, uh, we should put a slide whistle on our wish list and, <laughs> so I can get it for us. Um, so Michael says, hey, just listen to the Book Dragon episode and wanted to chime in with how I legitimately get free ebooks. There's an app called Google Opinion Rewards on Android. As you go about your day, it will occasionally send you surveys that you fill out for some small amount of Google Play credit, usually 10 to 30 cents. That adds up, though. I save that credit and wait for a book I want to go on sale and get it for free with my survey credit. Converting Google Play books to a Kindle format is pretty easy, so I get them on my Kindle with no money from me and no money to Amazon. It's a win-win. 
Also, side note, when ebooks are on sale, they're usually on sale everywhere. So I check the Kindle daily deals on Amazon every day. And when I see a book I want, I'll check the Google Play Store for it. And it's usually on sale there too. Getting books for 2 to $5 really makes those survey credits last. Keep up the good work. Reading Glasses is the highlight of my week, and I look forward to every episode. This is really cool. It really is. This is a really great way to, like, to, to save money. Yeah. I love this plan. I, this it's is, like, not only a plan, it's, like, kind of like a secret passage. Yeah. You know, like, where you're like, I've figured out a way to get free books. Yeah, this is genius. I love this. Andrew wrote in with Wheelhouse. I've been a MaxFun member for two years and a Glasser for one. Thank you, Andrew. I started listening around the time the 2021 reading challenge dropped, and the last thing I need to do to complete it is to write out my wheelhouse. I realize that I don't need to submit it to you, but I want to take the opportunity to send a hello and wish you a happy new year. Well, we're happy you did. Here is Andrew's wheelhouse. A massive house slash ship, etc., that is explorable but never fully knowable. Love that. <laughs> like everyone I've ever met. Um, <laughs> Trojan War, the cold emptiness of space, here, here, and a memoir in disguise. Love, Love it. Love mm-hmm. it. Uh, so you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. If you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month, you can sign up for our newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. And before we talk about what to do when you hated a book, we're going to take a quick break. Hey, Glassers. Quick bookmark from us. We would like to ask you, yes, you, person listening to this a favor we would really like to hear what this show means to you what does reading glasses mean to you have we ever helped you get out of a book slump helped you dump a book helped you read more helped you enjoy your reading life more we would love to hear it so you can email us uh, at member stories at maximumfun.org not our normal reading glasses email member stories at maximumfun.org so that's m-e-m-b-e-r S-T-O-R-I-E-S, member stories at MaximumFun.org. Or you can tell us yourself with your own voice. You can leave us a message at 323-601-8719, 323-601-8719. So we can hear your story, so we can hear why you love reading glasses. It would really mean a lot to us. We would love to hear it, and we might share it in an upcoming episode. So that's email us at memberstories at maximumfund.org or leave us a message at 323-601-8719. Reading Glasses is brought to you in part this week by Green Chef. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle, and they're now owned by HelloFresh, who we also love, which means a wider array of meal plans to choose from. There's something for everyone. You can switch between the brands. We like switching between the brands. Whichever one you want to use is fantastic. Green Chef offers 24 always changing recipes to choose from every week. So if you've ever wanted to get a meal kit and thought, oh, I don't want to have, you know, only a few options, 24 options every single week, you'll never get bored. And there's fresh produce, premium proteins, organic ingredients. So you can trust what you're getting from Green Chef. It is the number one meal kit for eating well. Green Chef's pre-made and pre-measured sauces, dressings, and spices get you more chef curated flavor in less time. We love Green Chef. Both Bria and I uh, live that vegetarian, veggie life, (laughs) and we love it. We love when we get our Green Chef boxes. Um, They're really easy to make. You know that I am terrible at making food and planning meals, so it's so easy when at the end of the day you don't have to decide what to make. You don't have to figure out what ingredients you need. You don't have to go to the store. You've already decided for yourself the week before by choosing your recipes. Everything you need is in that bag. Uh, 
all the directions that you're going to need. You know it's going to take, you know, less than an hour, maybe even less than a half an hour to make. It really is the best thing if you have a busy lifestyle, but you want to eat more veggies or try a new healthy diet. Maybe you want to try being vegan. Maybe you want to try being vegetarian. We absolutely love it. So you can go to greenchef.com slash glasses130 and use code glasses130 to get $130 off. Folks, that is not a typo. It is $130 off plus free shipping. That is absolutely amazing. For meals, that's incredible. That's greenchef.com slash glasses130 and code glasses130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. Glasses130. Hi, I'm Biz, host of One Bad Mother. Whether you're a parent or just know kids exist in the world, join us each week as we honestly share what it's like to be a parent. I signed my stepson up for a camp that is actually in another state. I feel really stupid, and I don't think we're going to get the money back. And then he found out that the car manual is a book about cars, so now he's reading our car manual. We have... So join us each week as we judge less, laugh more, and remind you that you are doing a great job. Download One Bad Mother on MaximumFun.org, and yes, there will be swears. This week, we're talking about a reader email we got that we're going to keep anonymous, and it's a pretty meaty one, so we decided to make a whole episode about it instead of just a reader problem segment. So this reader wrote in to say, I recently read a book club book. The author, whose work I've always loved and admired, said it in New York City. This book has received incredible rave reviews from just about everyone, except the people reviewing the book can't have been New Yorkers. As a native New Yorker, her inaccuracies and ignorance with regards to everything from geography to stereotypes of the boroughs are downright insulting. I found it to be very distracting and found trouble staying focused on the plot as the inaccuracies occur nearly every other page in some chapters. My question is this. Is there a way, besides using social media, to contact publishers to raise our concerns? Also, is it completely pointless to write a letter to the editor of a bestseller pointing out everything they got wrong in the book? I feel so torn. If it weren't an author I absolutely love, I would take to social media and tear her a new one. But I don't want to shame her. I just want to fix it. I feel like the blame might ultimately fall with the editor for not catching the mistakes, but maybe I'm just cutting her extra slack because her other books mean so much to me. I'd love to hear your opinions and advice on this. Bria, where do we start? So I just gonna, you read one thing differently than what was written, and I think oh. it's important, but What'd this person say? wrote in and said, I don't want to shame her. I just want her to fix it. Oh, okay. Which right. I do think is a, an important... Um, so want me to read the whole sentence again? No, I'll just say, I mean, no. no. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I think... Sean, oh. you just, I think just, I'll just, I'm just explaining. Oh, 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 okay. Um, I think what's important here is, uh, I'm just going to say, don't. <laughs> don't. Don't. What? Don't. Stop it. <laughs> I don't. I, I'm Pop sorry. Pop those brakes. Don't reach out. Don't, don't reach out. Okay. Like. We have encouraged people. Look, we brought this on ourselves, Melanie, because we have encouraged people in the past when there is something you found problematic in a book to reach out to the editor. And I understand that we have said that. And like, and I still stand by that. 
Um, I know this is frustrating for this person who wrote in, for Anonymous, um, but she ain't changing the book for you, this author. And that, I think, is something you need to realize. And actually, I'm going to say, any time you write in, the likelihood of them changing the book is 0.001%. Like, maybe someone will be like, you know what? What I wrote was, like, problematic in some way. I don't know... I would not call getting Burroughs wrong problematic. Now, I'm not a New Yorker. People are going to yeah. be like, but it's not like being racist. Yes. And people are going to be like, you don't know New York. New York's, in, you know, whatever. But I've read books that take place in places I've lived or places that are very important to me and have been like, wow, you can't get from Santa Monica to East yes, LA in 10 minutes. But it is what it is, you know? Um, but we were talking, when we were talking, in past episodes when we've said you should write in to, when you, when you feel the need to write into a, to about a book you do so with the publisher you do to the editor we're talking about when you find a typo or you find something that like is very racist or ableist or something and yeah. you want to raise concerns that readers care about those things and the editor should pay attention to that stuff moving forward and i stand by that i think um for this person your frustration is just gonna give you a stomach ache you need to just stop stop reading this book it's bothering you um there's no reason to keep reading it you should bitch about it to your fellow new yorkers because that's who is going to understand what you're saying. If you bitch about it to me, I'm going to be like, I don't even know how to get on the subway. So, like, I don't, I could give a hot fuck. You can be like, oh, a man, hot fuck. I like that. <laughs> Manhattan is underground and, like, and and Brooklyn's on in space. And I'd be like, I guess you're probably right. I don't actually know. Actually, that's not true because I went and looked at this giant. Um, you were just in New York. Yeah, but I never know my way around. But then I went and looked at this giant map of New York uh, that's, like, what is it called? The Oh, everyone's screaming right now. The panorama or something. Anyway, but it's this giant, um, it's like this giant layout of New York with like all these lights and all the yeah, streets it's and all the scale. Boroughs. Yeah, It's cool. And I was suddenly was like, oh, I understand New York now. Like I was like, <laughs> um, for the first time I was like, oh, I get the geography. Anyway, um, I just think, I think you gotta, I think you need to think about why you feel <laughs> so bothered by this. Sorry. <laughs> but I think mostly I'm saying, like, you can just move on. I, I think, like, you're giving yourself a stomach ache and getting worked up over something that you're not going to be able to control. They're not rewriting this book. She ain't rewriting this book. And the editors are not – they're going to read your email, but I, I don't think they're going to pass it on to her, quite frankly. No. Um, not a bestseller. Not a book that no one else has complained about. No, I mean, about. literally, even if your book sold one copy, your editor would not pass that stuff on to you. Yeah, and probably – and the idea of you rewriting it is just not going to happen. I, I mean – I will say, like, I don't know. Like, maybe someone does a future version of the book and they're like, they re they re-release it in 10 years and they're like, you know what? I'm going to, like, include different burrows or whatever or make it clearer or whatever. But I just don't see that happening and not with a bestseller. Um, Mallory, was that too harsh what I just said? What do you what do you think? I mean, I do want to say, yeah, like you said, we've all felt this. We've all been frustrated with the book that we especially we wanted to love and we desperately wanted to fix it. It's totally normal to have those feelings. Uh, there was a book that both of us read like a year or two ago that had this like one thing that was wrong about the industry that we both work mm-hmm. in and it totally threw off the whole book and it drove both of us absolutely nuts. And you know what we did? We I both, didn't finish the book. We both dumped that book. Yeah. Uh, that being said, first off, social media is not the place for this. We've said this Ooh, before on the no. show. Um but any criticism that you send to someone on social media is not going to be received like you want it to be received. No, that's like literally walking out, walking up to someone at summer camp and pulling their pants down. It's Basically, not, yeah. it is not received well. And it is, it just all, it look, 
they're they it doesn't matter how you meant it that's how it feels to that yes. person they are going to feel like you just called them out and pulled their pants down in public yeah, I'm a little concerned with the tear her a new one. Oh, I'm concerned too. Let's to, not tear anyone anything. Because you, let's just be honest. You can't tear someone a new one, quote unquote, on social media and have them be like, wow, I'm going to consider what this person said. <laughs> they're going to ignore you or they're going to block you at best. At best, tearing someone a new one is just going to hurt their feelings. And I don't think that's what this person wants. It's not going to result in any change. There's not a single author in the entire world that gets a mean tweet on Twitter and is like, I'm going to change the way I write now. That's just not how things happen. No, that's how that author will just block you. You know, I mean, you may ruin their day, which I guess is what your goal is here is you want to ruin someone's day. I like what kind of what what is that about? What is like? I think you need to really think about that. Like if you. I think we need to quit tearing people new ones. This is yes. not an okay way to live our lives. And, like, you don't want it to be turned around. Think about how it's a little golden rule-ish, you know? Like, yeah. you would never want someone to do that to you. You never want someone to tear you a new one. We need to not tear each other new ones. I And the, th- the thing is, I don't, even though that phrase is extremely funny, uh, uh, what? <laughs> terrifying. Um, I, I think d- it's a funny phrase. I, it, I mean, ter- yes, it is very funny, but it's also, if someone came. Uh, if is it a new butthole? You know. What is the what, new? What is the new one? I think it's a new. There's there's a lot of specifics. There's, there's no or there's no specifics. It's like when someone says, "Have a good one." You're like, "What? Good what? A- no, this is even less specific." Because tell them a new what? Like a new? I don't know. I think it's a new a new I, asshole. Uh, I think it's a new butthole. Yeah, I yeah, I think it's new butthole. But what? <laughs> but what? Like, what would be? I just I'm very interested in. Well, the why one. are you doing it? Stop <laughs> it! Seems <laughs> like a lot of work. Again, I'm gonna come back to stop it. Sorry, I interrupted you. Um, uh. Yeah, I just don't, I don't, it doesn't seem like that's what this person wants. I really, I'm trying to give this person the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And, and, and take this, uh, email and the spirit in which it's written. This person loves this author, normally loves this book, and is very upset that this book, that, that the person, that this person didn't like the book. They didn't, they're very upset that the book was not to their liking and they want it to be changed. And I'm going to tell you right now, as a, as an author, there's a big difference between writing to an editor to point out a typo and writing to an editor to point out a huge problem with a book that is ingrained with how the book is written. Yeah. If a problem you have with the book involves extensive rewriting, it's not going to get fixed if you write to the editor to complain about it. It's just not. Because editors can fix typos and tiny mistakes, like, oh, someone's name got misspelled, there's a typo, there's a missing period, whatever. But that's it. Anything that involves rewriting, folks, you have to remember how many people work on a book. So anything that alters the page count or the layout will require, that means the copy editor has to come back. That means the page proofer needs to come back. The designer needs to come back. All sorts of people have to come back and rework on this book that is already a bestseller. So they already are fixing, you're asking them to fix something that in their mind is not broken. And they need to bring back all these people who are paid to do these things to work on this thing. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I agree. And I think also... I, I mean, it's the same way. I don't I don't have this relationship as much to books, but in, you know, I'll make a movie and then someone will be like, this part of the movie I think needs to be changed. And I'm like, I can't change the movie. Like yeah. what, that's, it's, it's impossible. Well, that's like, why, that's especially why writing to the author, like the, what is the author going to do? You yeah, know, just call up reading. their editor and be like, we need to put this book back through production. It's yeah. not going to happen. reading this person's books. You obviously don't agree with her about something. And this made this person very, so angry. They wanted to, Hurt her feelings publicly. And hurt her butthole. And 
yeah, and get your fingers down there. Yeah, where when her the- butt crack? I just think that's a very personal thing to want to do to somebody. Yeah, like what are you what are you using to tear someone in? Oh one? God! <laughs> I just assumed fingers. I don't know why. Like that's getting so awkward. Wait, but also, where is the other butthole going? Is it right next to the other the, the first butthole? Is it somewhere else on your body? What we're trying to say here is that I think uh, I, I'm going to stand by my initial, and I know this is harsh, but don't do that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, the- and I know. Look, if if you need an outlet here, and you're you're like. That's Fuck what you're you, Brian Mallory, but and you want to get on social media and tear us a new butthole. Go I, for it. I don't give a fuck. But you can also, like, you can, I'm also. Don't like, do that. I'm the one who runs the Twitter <laughs> account, please. You can direct it at me. Um, but I also, I think, go go through the book. Highlight all the things you have wrong, you found wrong. Circle it. Correct the whole book. And then give it to all your friends. Or get, yes. put it on a New York street corner and be like, the true version of this book. Like, I don't know. Do something that will make that, you feel better. But that's why you have a book club. That, so you can complain about yeah. it. And like, book light the book on fire. Throw it in the subway. Mm-hmm. What, throw it in front of a movie. Actually, I don't know if you if that would don't be do bad. Feed it to don't do that. Feed <laughs> it to a sewer rat. You know, the answer, folks, is yes. It is pointless to write to the editor of a book. Any book, but especially a best-selling book, and point out your problems with it. Because real, I think what Bree and I really want to to underscore with this episode, besides how weird it is when you say you want to dare someone a new one, is what are, what is your goal here? Yeah, you know this goal. This this person says that they want this book to be quote unquote fixed, but these are not actually sub- objective problems there it's a subjective thing you have. And all I'll say about this book is I personally know that this is a genre book it's a fantasy book mm-hmm. so it's not a non-fiction book right so there's no facts to be checked here uh-huh, and yeah. of course you know th- we, we did a whole episode about get, be, things being you getting you know some mistake being made in a, in a book and it knocks you out and it happens to all of us but if you really I think our advice was to quit reading the book quit reading the book you know i know that it, it's fairly upsetting you know, and if you find something that's misogynist or transphobic or bad in a, in a book and you want to write to, to an editor, that's great. You found a weird comma where one is not supposed to be, great. That they can, they can that can get fixed. This stuff can't get fixed. And if you try to yell and be mean to an author on social media about it, you're just going to hurt their feelings. That's yeah, all that's going to happen. Th- and I think what and you're going to feel bad. <laughs> uh, uh, quick story. Uh, uh, quick story. I know that we're going long about this, but there is uh, an author that I know who had a person who was a huge fan of their books, huge super fan. Every copy of their book signed, like just absolutely adored this author. And this, uh, this fan said something like this to this author on Twitter. And it was because this person didn't know this other person. It was just a, to them, it was a stranger. They immediately blocked this person, this yeah. fan, yeah. not knowing that it was a super fan, not knowing the way sure. how how this was taken or how this person meant it, totally blocked them. And then this person was crushed for the rest of like this. This fan sold all their books on eBay, never wanted to read them again, all because of of, of a weird tweet that should not have existed in the first place. Yeah, because I think look, you have to. The author has to protect their mental health, like you have to protect yours. Mm-hmm. And so, like I know, I I'm I, when I was on Twitter, I was heavy with the blocking because I yep. was like, I can't have people yelling at me all day. Like, no. and then I left Twitter because I couldn't have people yelling at anything yep. all day. And I think at the end of the day, what do you want to put out into this world? You know, do you want to be making social media a yuckier place or a kinder place? Like promote books that you do think show New York in a in a light yeah. that you like or are very good with the geography of New York. Like promote those books. Like 
I recommend anytime anybody's talking about this book, recommend one of those books instead. I think there's a way to live in this world in which we are not so reactionary and and, and, and know it that it's not personal. It's not about you. She didn't write this book to make you angry, you know, or to piss off your <laughs> to fuck with your idea of New York City. Like, and you know. And I'm sorry she did, and I'm sorry that like, you had such a big reaction. Like, mm-hmm. it's very upsetting. But um, I think you have to move on from this. Well, and I, I, again, the most important thing is, what do you want to happen here? I remember once, years and years and years ago, I read a book, and I loved it, and I tweeted at the author that I loved it. And the author liked the tweet, and didn't, and that was it. And at first, I was really mad, because I, I had, like, sent this heartfelt tweet or about how this book meant to me because it was all about like being estranged from your family and I was like really upset that she didn't like want to connect with me and, mm. and and respond to me and then a couple of days later this was like I don't know this I this I think this was when I when I was actually weirdly enough living in Brooklyn <laughs> before, I moved, before I moved to LA this is Mallory's book we're talking no. about <laughs> um and and then a few days later I was like what the fuck is wrong with me like m- my goal was to to tell this author how much this book meant to me and she she read the tweet and she acknowledged it. Like how, what did I, what did I want? That she was going to become my new best friend. Like that's not a real, it's not a realistic expectation. And also it was a tweet out of nowhere from a stranger about being estranged from your family. Maybe she was reading this over her morning coffee and was like, wow, can't handle that right now. I'll just like it and acknowledge it. You have to take a step back and really think about what you want out of this interaction. Yeah. And I think we've always preached like trying to, do positive stuff and make the bookish community better. Yes. And I think if, if I think, think Not about just, ways in which. That means that, that. Le- letting everyone have their one butthole that they're bored with. <laughs> <laughs> no more new buttholes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so you can send your thoughts to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Before we test out some book tech, we're going to take a quick break. Reading Glasses is brought to you in part today by Microdose Gummies. So you've probably heard about microdosing. Maybe you've seen your favorite artist or writer talk about it online. Um, Maybe you've searched around a bit on the internet and you find and you found some stuff. And if you have, you've seen that all sorts of people are microdosing and they're doing it for a bunch of different reasons. They're doing it to feel healthier. They're doing it to perform better. Our show today is sponsored by Microdose Gummies. Microdose Gummies deliver perfect entry-level that's important, folks. Entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. Maybe you want to get a little creative boost. Maybe you want to recover from a workout. Maybe you're a powerlifter like me and you uh, need to, to, to rest and recover after you picked up a bunch of heavy things and put them back down. Maybe you have anxiety or pain. Maybe you have insomnia and you want to sleep better or you just want to enjoy the moment. Microdose gummies can help you do all of those things and more. We, we love these. I, I actually just tried some of the new flavors and new types of them, and they're fantastic. And what's extra cool is it's available nationwide. You can learn more about microdosing THC by doing a quick search online, or you can go to microdose.com and use code GLASSES to get free shipping, folks, free shipping, and 30% off your first order. That is awesome. 30% off your first order and free shipping with code GLASSES. The link can be found in the show notes, but again, that's microdose.com code glasses glasses congratulations you've won a ticket to attend an exclusive opportunity in a relaxing environment with two lovers wow well this sounds like a sort of 
proposition of sorts, but really it's an ad for our podcast. <laughs> Wonderful. It's a show we do here on Maximum Fun where we talk about things that we like and things that we're into. I'm Rachel McElroy, and you just heard Griffin McElroy, and we are excited for you to join us as we talk about movies and music and books. Things like sneezing or the idea of rain. (laughs) (laughs) Can you get news or information you can use? Absolutely you cannot, because we're here to talk to you about pumpernickel bread. You can find new episodes on Wednesdays. So catch, catch the wave! Now, let's look at some book tech advances in bookish technology. Today, we're testing out some pens for annotating. The Micron 01, which is a very thin marker pen, and the Muji Gel Ballpoint Pen. They were sent to us from a glasser named Levi. Bria, what did you think of these pens? Well, the Micron 01 is the one my mom likes, right? I think so. That's mm-hmm. why I thought your mom sent these to us, because no. um, I think that's the one that Bria's mom recommended. Well, I've been using the Micron 01 all week. Um, I've been using it in my Hobonichi Teco, which is my, uh, it's very paper thin pages. It's, it's um, a journal, journaling type book. Where it's like where I keep my to-do list and what mm-hmm. I'm going, what I'm doing that week. It's like a planner. Um, and it is great. Um, I, I, uh, it, I mean, these are very, these are not like onion skin, but they're almost onion skin pages. Yeah. They're very thin. So I usually use pencil because I'm always worried it's going to bleed through. And I got no bleed. Yeah. No bleed. And it's kind of, when you write with these, it kind of feels like you're writing with a quill. <laughs> Don't you th- agree? Doesn't it kind of feel like yeah. a quill from like 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 some ancient quill feathery <laughs> thing? And I find... I just All of like, a sudden you look down and you're writing in a scroll. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, I just I just really liked them. I would give that one a five out of five um, pages. And the Muji Gel Ballpoint Pen, I couldn't find. So I... <laughs> Zero out you, of five pages. Can't find you, it. They... Uh, invisible. Uh, no, I'm going <laughs> to let you review that one. Uh, I love both these pens. I think it's a five out of five for both. Um, so I tested them both. And I think really choosing between the two comes down to whether or not you want a marker pen or a ballpoint. Because mm. some people like markers, some people like ballpoints. I think if I had to, I'd actually choose the Muji gel pen mm. because I generally like a ballpoint over a marker. Um, but both of them are fantastic for writing in small, small spaces. Yeah, because they're very... Uh, the, Very thin. It's like, oh, it's such a small little... Super fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wicked, wicked fine. Mm-hmm. Um, neither of them had any bleed through um, to the other side of the page, even with really thin paper, and they dry instantly. I think that's really the big thing. Uh, so they're good for... Uh, they might be good for left-handed uh, annotators. Oh, yeah, great. Um, no smudging in the margins. Um, I think they're both top-tier annotating pens, whether you are... Maybe you're underlining or you're even maybe making notes in the margin, you know. What, however you annotate, uh, I think these are both top-tier. Uh, so five out of five yeah, for both these of these great. pens. Yeah, these are great. Thank you so much, Levi. Uh, so if you want us to test out some book tech, you can send your idea to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com or you can check out our wish list in the show notes. We're going to put a slide whistle in there as well. That's not book tech, but I want one. I already did it. Oh, you did? Oh, my God. Yes. Someone please buy me a slide whistle so I can use it for our output tips. Oh, my God. Slide whistle and then what? Like, what are those like? A tambourine or something? A tambourine or what's that sound that goes like a woo? <laughs> <laughs> you know those like horns that like go? A, like a foghorn or something. Yeah, I don't like know a- if they have those. I don't know if you can have those, but I'll look. Oh. <laughs> Search a wooga noise. A wooga noise. All right. I'll, I'll look. I'll check it out.
Time to answer a recommendation request from one of our listeners. Claire writes in, Hi, Mallory and Bria and Sean. I was wondering if you all had some recommendations for enemies to lovers trope. When I read Gideon the Ninth, I absolutely fell in love with the banter between Harrow and Gideon. No spoilers. I know y'all are on the fence about why so many people love enemies to lovers. Why do people think we hate enemies to lovers? Why? It's love triangles. Folks. Oh, my God. I just want to say, I like enemies to lovers. I like enemies to lovers. I think, I think here's the thing. I think sometimes we're like, we have had a couple of, we've read a couple of uh, romance or erotica books where it goes from like enemies to lovers and we're like, why do you like this guy? I think we have been reactionary. Well, I think it's because there are, people love it so much. So we were like, sometimes we're like, like, oh wow, people really love enemies to yeah, lovers. Maybe but folks, not. it's the love triangles I don't like. I don't like a love and triangle. I like them both. I like enemies to lovers. Anyway, <laughs> Claire says, and if I may offer my own opinion, it's the snark and tension just below the surface. Mm-hmm. P.S. Uh, I have Mallory. I have no idea if you remember me uh, because, and no pressure if you don't. It's kind of it's been a hot minute since your lady from the Black Lagoon signing in DC, and she wrote you a very long email afterwards telling you you didn't understand the layout <laughs> of DC. <laughs> I would cry. I'm so sensitive. Um, But Claire says, I was the one who told you about the time. Claire did not do that. Claire's a sweetheart. I'm just kidding, Claire. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, I was the one who told you about the time I got low-key kidnapped by a cab driver on the way back from a baptism. I do remember this. Honestly, if you want to be remembered, this is the way you do. You tell someone a wild story, a short wild story and like see, yeah, yeah. I, I this was this was pretty cool clara thank you for coming to my dc signing and we are we got some enemies to lovers for you bria um what should claire read okay again i'm for an enemies enemies to lovers trope i'm fine with this especially if you know where it's going i think sometimes i'm like wow this is so unhealthy and that bothers me that i don't like the unhealthiness of the relationship like in real life if someone was like they are my enemy but now they're my lover i'd be like get out of that relationship that's or I'd so be unhealthy like, i'd be like what's the situation here i hope they're not your like weird i wouldn't like it in real life but in a book i'm fine with it because mm-hmm. it's like this is a book this is fiction you know yes. and we're whatever this is this is not how we should be living our lives um uh well first i'm gonna say red white and royal blue which i did not read oh enemies to lovers great oh. enemies to lovers uh queer um uh, <laughs> queer royalty book, you know, I'm sure that's a category. Um, <laughs> I, I thought of a few of these, the lost girls by Sonia Hartle, which I read recently, which is vampires. And it's, I actually, like, I have that on my TBR. Oh, nice. I think, um, uh, because Claire likes Gideon the ninth, that could be a really nice Cause it's one, about like hot vampire ladies, right? Yeah. I will say the enemies to lovers, not to spoil it, but it happens pretty quickly. So, so they go from like, ooh, you're my enemy to ooh, you're hot real yeah, fast. Pretty quickly. Um, yeah. But I think the best one, I'm going to recommend it two weeks in a row, Simon Snow series. <laughs> this is, uh, we know where it's going. They are enemies. They're snarky. But then they start to look at each other and they're like, but why do I find him so attractive? <laughs> uh, again, it's a queer Damn, it's a he's queer so one. hot. Um, it, I'll recommend this two weeks in a row. I'll recommend it more. But I do feel like it is probably of enemies to lovers, my favorite one, where I was wow. really cheering for them to get together. And it takes... Much longer, which I'm going to say I like an enemies to lovers if it is drag it out for me over Mm -hmm. the whole book. And at the end, we're like, (gasps) you know, but I I think when it happens too early. You need the tension. Yeah, I like the tension of it. What about you? I actually have a book I just read. Oh, great. Like last week. Uh, It's called The Wolf in the Woodsman by Ava Reed. It's a wicked good enemies to lovers book. Um, I will say the tough thing about calling a book an an enemy to to lover's book is that it's a spoiler <laughs> which i have a hard time with but even a little spoiled you should read this book um so it's a fantasy book it's an adult fantasy um about a young woman i think she's in early 20s so it's not ya 
um, uh, it's like an adult fantasy, and she lives in this village where all the women in the village have some kind of magic, except for her, which she's not happy about. And so every year, the king in this kingdom sends a group of soldiers through this, like, really scary woods to this village. The, um, the group of soldiers is called the Woodsmen, and their job every year is to take one of the magical girls as a tribute and bring her back to the kingdom. No one knows what happens to these girls. Um, but this year, the village d- decides that they're going to try to trick the Woodsmen and the king. And they're like, all right, oh. well, we'll send the girl with no magic. Um very quickly, both her and the captain of the woodsmen realize that neither of them is who they say they are. Um, and things go from there. Um, it's a standalone. Um, so it's not series. It's just like one single book, fantasy book with lots of awesome magic and mythology, plus a lot of cool Jewish mythology and, and, and like Jewish inspired um, characters and yeah, just mythology, I guess. Um oh. And it's very steamy, enemies to lovers. And it is like, when I'm talking enemies to lovers, I'm talking to people that literally want to murder each other and try. (laughs) And then they're like, oh, but you're so sexy. It's it's really, really good. I really liked it. Um, So that's The Wolf and the Woodsman by Ava Reed. I'm going to say Ghost, Simon Snow by Rainbow Rowe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you want us to answer your recommendation request, send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. As always, we want to thank the wonderful mods who run our Facebook group and Chrissy and Rachel who moderate our Goodreads page. Remember, maybe you're sitting there, you're like, I got a lot of books. You need a tote bag to put them in. Maybe you're like, I'm topless and I need a shirt. Maybe you need something that sticks to things and you need a sticker. I don't know. Maybe you just want some cool stuff. You can go to our Void Mart store. We have all kinds of amazing reading glasses stuff. And when you buy cool stuff from the Void Mart store, you support us. We literally get checks from them. Uh, It helps us feed our cats and our dog birthday the dog is right here she says thank you so much <laughs> for buying stuff at the void merch store so i can get dog food it's really really cool my i mean my all books are real books shirt is something that i wear all the time um and my libraries are fucking awesome is another shirt that i wear all the time uh there's a link in the show notes for that and if you want to help the show for free you can rate and review us on apple Podcasts or wherever you review podcasts it takes less than a minute you have to go on your phone in the mobile app to apple podcasts or wherever you review podcasts it's great for us it's great for the show it helps us reach more listeners and advertisers it is the best thing you can do for us for free that isn't uh, recommending it to a friend, which you should also do, and we would also really appreciate. You can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at readinggpodcast, on Instagram at readingglassespodcast. Thanks for listening, and thanks, thanks for, for reading. reading.